this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing, you maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Penting. You'll never believe it, but I'm your host, Andy. I'm hearing voices from the beyond, and I'm Evan. I've got a belly full of fried chicken. That has nothing to do with this show. It's just extremely accurate. And I'm Ronnie. Ooh. I made burgers for Evan and I. Our, our tummies are full of burgers. Nice. It's comfort food central up in here. Yeah, it is. Nom, nom, nom. nom, nom. If you couldn't tell by that introduction, Ending Pending <laughs> is a podcast where we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. But before we get into that, Andy has a bit. What's the bit, Andy? Bit. We need a theme song for your bits. I should have a, a separate theme song from our intro. Yes. Yeah. I deserve my own private theme song here's, within this podcast. Here's your the thing, though. theme song. It's something that you have to make up each week in addition to the bit that you have to make up. Oh, no way. I would hire a professional. <laughs> we hung out with Alex uh, from Cryptid Keeper this past weekend Yay! and met the, Andrew, the, the composer of their theme song. I would get him. That's very. It's because we're 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 old friends now. Very cool. That's very cool. A little little lunar light studio synergy. I like to see it. I like to see it. I do. Mm-hmm. That, that might have been the first official lunar light double date. Yeah. Very oh, fun. it was a double date. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. What's his bit? Andy's bit is we all we all know Game of Thrones has ended by this point. We're going to do another in, Game of Thrones episode. Is in that fact, what, is by that the what time the plan by the time this episode airs, everyone will have forgotten about Game of Thrones. Right. It's all but about Westworld it, again. It's that's not coming out for like another year. Game of Thrones is still in my heart. In fact, I think Robert Baratheon is still on the throne of my heart. But. I'm just kidding. It was Renly. I love Renly so fucking much. But Renly would have been good. Renly would have been a great king. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I'm just getting so sidetracked from my bit. Uh, I'm reading the books for the first time. Oberyn Martell just showed up, and he's great. Without talking spoilers, this is going to be a spoiler-free bit. <laughs> Who would you put on the Iron Throne, not of Westeros, but of Ending Pending? Who would... Who from the shows we've covered would you want to be king? Okay. I because I was very much going to king say King of the world or king of our house well, or king, king of, of America. King of the seven kingdoms, but of ending pending. I would choose Mira on account of all the dinosaurs and because it would bring black women back to Westeros. Um and no spoilers, but I don't believe there are any of those there right now. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And it would mm-hmm. it would bring back mm-hmm. black women and put them where they belong mm-hmm. on a throne. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Good choice. Thank you. Took me long enough. She's also like a political figure, so like she'd have got some leadership experience, yeah. you know. Who do you got, babe? Yeah, Sebastian Stan can be in charge. Sad gays. That's not a bad choice. Um, I've got two. Of course you do. Of course I do. This is, you know, another bit that Andy does. My first one is 
the Hawaiian guy from Inhumans who goes, we had a king once. I'll fight for your king. <laughs> that guy deserves to be king. Okay. Uh, I don't know what his background is other than the fact that he was kind of like ride or die. Like, I'm down to help this weird alien minotaur at the drop of a hat. And and I respect that sort of energy. The second one is the dude who came in third place on the quest. Was that was his name Sho? Shondo? Shondo. Shondo. Who is Sho? Sho was my uh, neighbor in college. Okay. My bad. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. Yo, what's up, Sho? Uh, but yeah, Shondo. Uh, Shondo should be king. That's a good one. Shondo that would be a, a great king. He'd have think such about high any people from the quest, but yeah, some people from the quest could be. He'd have high energy. He'd rule fairly. He always voted like super, super fairly, and like he followed his heart and with I res- conviction. Yeah, with conviction, and I respected the the hell out of that. So Shondo is my is my choice for for king. It was my serious choice. The Hawaiian guy was my joke choice. When you said Hawaiian guy from a show earlier, I thought you were going to go with a Hawaiian guy from Mixology when they had that, like, (laughs) fairly racist, like, but also the Hawaiians were cool with it, kind of like, oh, I hate Hawaiians at the bar. And I I, I was like, that's that's a choice. No, I forgot we did Mixology. Don't you wish we could? Yeah. Truly forget? Uh, If only we could forget. If only we could forget. All right. What's going on with this show? What's what's, what's up with this show that we're covering? Evan's going to recap it. We're going to recap it. That's what I do. That's my job. That's my only function. Got some characters on this show. Characters welcome, you know? Uh, Yeah, well, luckily I don't have to... Well, I guess I do because... The clone versions of them are substantially different from the real actual versions of them. The premise of the show is that uh, some scientists in the 1980s uh, <laughs> did a ton of cloning experiments by taking DNA from famous people and cloning them in jars. And now those clones are teenagers and they put them in a high school that's staffed and populated exclusively by clones, it appears. That's a thing that would for sure happen in that scenario. Um, so we watched episodes one, two, and three of Clone High. In the first episode, Abe Lincoln, or rather the clone of Abe Lincoln, really wants to get with the clone of Cleopatra. And JFK, I mean... The clone of JFK, who exclusively refers to himself in the third person as JFK, has a party. Abe Lincoln gets invited to the party as long as he brings beer. Joan of Arc wants to get with Abe Lincoln, so she goes to the party, but she's in charge of like a, a crisis hotline, and so she puts the clone of Gandhi in charge of the crisis hotline, but the clone of Gandhi is nothing like real-life Gandhi. He's kind of a bad dude, and so he goes to the party anyway. And redirects the calls to his cell phone and is not helpful to anyone who's calling in in a crisis. And Cleopatra calls into the crisis hotline to ask if she should date Abe Lincoln or JFK. And Joan of Arc answers. And even though she has a a crush on Abe Lincoln uh, and could totally sabotage this, she's like, "Uh, I can tell Abe really wants to be with Cleopatra. So she gets them together. 
Episode two is the the standard prerequisite uh, student elections episode where Abe Lincoln and JFK are running for student body president against one another. Abe Lincoln is fine and has sensible ideas, but is not charismatic. JFK is like the jock archetype character and is very charismatic. Abe Lincoln gets some kind of like sponsorship from like, what is it? Like an energy drink or something, some kind of energy drink. Yeah. And then like, it's like a meal supplement even. It's like, it's like a soylent before soylent. Yeah, and then Gandhi becomes addicted to it, and then Marilyn Manson does a guest appearance and sings a song about the importance of eating healthy foods. And that's the end of that episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Episode three is entitled ADD, and Gandhi is diagnosed with ADD. The, The whole school, like, shuns him, basically, and is convinced that they can catch ADD from being around him and just treats him like a, a a plague victim, basically. Joan of Arc is hearing voices in her head that she thinks are the voice of God, but it turns out to be a local radio station that's beaming directly into her brain for some reason. A local Christian radio station. Uh, yes, a, a specifically Christian radio station playing, you know, today's top Jesus-praising hits. And by today, Evan means like 2003. Yes. Contemporary to the show. Also, I feel like 2003 was really a a boom period for Christian rock bands. Gandhi is uh, being ostracized because he has ADD. And so Abe Lincoln makes out with him because they're like, well, they'll, they'll hate gay people more than they hate people with ADD so he like takes the fall I like they're they're too distracted by the gayness to remember that Gandhi has ADD which is okay I guess and that's how that episode resolves really that's really the resolution let's let's talk about some things about this show let's talk about some things let's this get into show's this. weird it's so weird it's- it's weird. It's very and weird. The best, and 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 I guess we'll save like whether or not because I'm actually gonna need to like parse through how we feel about this before I decide whether or not these three episodes of television worked for me. One thing that is great about this is that someone who I was terrified at, of in 2003, Marilyn Manson, apparently was self aware enough to play themselves on this show. That was that was Marilyn Manson like voiced that. Yeah, that was a that was a, a song, a song written about food groups by Marilyn right. Manson in the right. TV show. Yeah, you know he ate my girlfriend, right? What? That's a Reliant K song. Marilyn Manson ate my is. girlfriend. That sounds like a Reliant K title if I've ever heard one. I mean, we brought up Christian rock. Circa 2003, so I had to they slide around on the radio station how they were going to be going into a 12-hour block of Amy Grant, and I <laughs> it was very I funny. I laughed a lot. That was very good. So I, we should also establish for the viewing public. I did not realize when Ronnie proposed this, but this is like an adult cartoon. Mm-hmm. This is like an uh, 
it's animated sort of in the style of Dexter's Laboratory, but it is like a an adult cartoon a la like Family Guy or something where there's yep. adult themes in it. It's very much of the era of that like early, late 90s, early 2000 MTV of like, I mean, Beavis and Butthead have been around for a while, but like Beavis and Butthead and uh, Darcy and um, all those different kind of shows that came out around that time that were a little bit of that irreverent humor, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but were cartoons. I did not I did not realize, you know, that it was uh, played that way. Yeah, the title is a little misleading because typically high school media is intended for a high school audience, mm-hmm. you know, or even potentially younger, more like a middle school aspiring to be high schoolers audience. So, yeah, that was a little bit surprising, not necessarily in a bad way. I wasn't like offended by it or anything. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's OK. That's where we are. You're like right. those people who uh, took their kids to New York to see Avenue Q on Broadway because it's like, <laughs> hey, it's a fun puppet musical. It's Jeez. like Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. Oops. Oops. <laughs> it's it's very absurdist. Like it is it is it it is not like any show that we've covered so far. Like it's hard to really th- like approach this critically. Because it, it, there's not like a grand overarching story that they're trying to tell or some deep mystery. It, it's just a lot of weird shenanigans. It's just a lot. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's a a, a very much high comedy joke. Well, intention intended to be high comedy. Whether or not the jokes land is is a 2003 issue. Um, <laughs> but but it is like a a you know three jokes a page comedy, and uh, and and it doesn't I. I mean, one thing, it doesn't, like, think too highly of itself. It is very, like, self-aware of what it is. I've got some things that I like. So, one, I love me a uh, exposition intro theme. Yep. Love it. Yeah. Makes me feel real nostalgic, uh, like... Danny Phantom did it. Fairly Odd mm-hmm, Parents mm-hmm. did it. Big Bang oh. Theory, you know, real, real quality we entertainment. Don't talk about <laughs> Big Bang. Theory. Can we talk about Danny Phantom though? Because Danny Phantom was the shit. I love Danny Very Phantom. Good show. Very uh, good show. There's a, a lot of. Uh, this was definitely not intentional, but there was a lot of sort of accidental, like queer allegories in Danny Phantom, where he's like trying to hide his secret identity as a ghost and literally transforming into a different person. It was very good. Yeah, yeah. Danny Phantom and Fairly Odd Parents were so much better than fucking Chalk Zone. I never watched Chalk Zone. Chalk Zone was... Not a big Chalk Zone fan, huh? I was... I I mean, don't get me wrong. I I love Danny Phantom and Fairly Odd Parents, but I was definitely into, into some Chalk Zone. It just wasn't as good. It just wasn't as good. If it was on, maybe I'd watch it. But, you know, I'd be like, oh, man, I wish Danny Phantom was on. Well, I mean, what was that? <laughs> it's such a weird show to bring. Was there someone like in your like middle school or something that was like, oh, Chalk Zone's way better than all the Nickelodeon shows. And you like that I stuck mean, I in just your felt crawl like those or three shows went together and Evan mentioned two of them as sure, being good. Sure. And I just had to get my jab in at. The poor man's uh, Danny Phantom or Fairly Odd Parents. I think Timmy Turner fair. or Danny Phantom could beat the shit out of that nerdy kid from Chalk Zone. Okay. 
My point is, I love the... Uh, <laughs> My love point the, is, the kid from Chalk Zone is a punk. Anyway, he's, 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 I literally, he's I literally have never seen Chalk Zone in my life, so I cannot, like, I've, I've got no he had, vines. He had I've like a, vines he had like a magic piece of chalk, and what he drew came to life, like that SpongeBob episode, but mm-hmm. like it never really like worked out for him. I don't okay. know that I would have ever thought about Chalk Zone ever again in my entire life if you didn't <laughs> just bring it up. To he me. had like a superhero as a buddy that he had like yeah. drawn, and like he got erased all the time, and it was sad. Yeah. Hey, speaking of stuff that's been like fully erased from your memory. Yeah. Do you guys remember the Butt Ugly Martians? Oh, that sounds We familiar. are the Martians, the Butt Ugly Martians. No, but now I'm thinking of Ah Real Monsters. I need to Google Which had been erased Martians, from my mind till right now. <laughs> anyway, the show is weird in that it's making me feel a lot of like Oh my gosh, I do remember the Butt Ugly Martians. <laughs> now I need to Yes, them. it was gone from your memory until just now uh-huh. and I've revived They're it. They're like they are like, uh, what's the reboot? Is that that show oh, that was like shit. terrible CGI? Yes, but- I do remember these boys. Uh-huh. Damn, they had a video game. <laughs> oh, look at that action figure! It's horrific. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's butt ugly, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. Hey Arnold still still holds up. Hey Arnold. Oh, hey Arnold. Too- hey I was watching Hey Arnold the, the other shit. night, and I was like, this rules. I this think is great. His room was the coolest room ever. Best yeah. room. Best oh, room. Man. Uh, so I it was... works so well. I'm sorry, Evan. It just it works so well because Arnold is always like the best dude. Like he was the best dude before like people knew what a good dude even was. And so everyone just looks like the worst person compared to Arnold. And yeah. Arnold just holds and just sticks to it. His integrity is, is unmatched. Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah. I was going to say that I kind of like this show, but I'm wondering now if I kind of like this show just because it's making me feel nostalgic for early 2000s cartoons. I don't know. It's hard to say. The show, like, I will say for it, at the very least, uh, like you mentioned, Ronnie, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. Like, it kind of knows how stupid of a show it is. Yep. yep. By its very nature, it's it's they don't explain why they decided to put all the clones in a high school. <laughs> they don't explain how they got Joan of Arc's DNA. They like they don't explain why the staff are also clones of famous people. They're just like, look, this is the premise. You can take it or you can leave. This is the right. fucking premise. That that's live with it. Eat it. Like <laughs> <laughs> my big complaint was going to be that they didn't lean into the fact that these people are clones enough. Like, the only, like, reference to the real Abraham Lincoln is that he's honest. And Abe on the show struggles with, like, being too honest. And I was like, that's not really enough for me. Finally, they brought voices in for Joan of Arc, which was rad. Mm -hmm. It ended up not playing out how I wanted it to. It was just a radio station. And that was really disappointing because I thought this show would have really turned it up to 11 with the weirdness if one of the clones was also talking to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, (laughs) and his daddy, Yahweh. (laughs) And sadly, that was not the fact, which was a bummer. The joke was solid, though. The, like, Amy Grant riff was was Mm -hmm. choice. The jokes in that episode, I don't... That was the... um, That was episode three. Yeah, with the kissing Um, booth, which is weird. Weird. 
Um, the focus, open mouth kissing. <laughs> open mouth kissing. Yeah, there was a lot of very graphic tongue animation in this episode. <laughs> it was very upsetting. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Um, the the uh, the joke specifically with Joan, like she goes to see uh, Jesus Cristo, and and uh, asks asks him him about stuff, and he's like in the wood shop area. Is and that a clone of Jesus? I couldn't I guess. I, it's supposed I, to be, or is it just like a a random dude with that name? I think everyone at the school is supposed to be a clone. Yeah, they have the clone of Marie Curie, which that that was a a pretty good joke. I mean, it was maybe a little ableist, but yeah. Uh, Still thought it was funny. Uh-huh. Uh, I maybe feel bad, but it, it was it was good. The Jesus Christ clone is working in the wood shop, and oh, like, then that's Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the end, at the end of that scene, he like accidentally like all of a sudden you see below the camera that he like has done something, and Caesar walks up and says, "Careful with that nail gun!" And he's like, "Stay!" He's like nailed his hand to the, the wood or whatever, and it's like. <laughs> It's 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 those things that I that I'm living for, like the yeah. the and and maybe I want that more is like, of that shit. Right, right. We have it's, not gotten enough of that shit. Like Vincent Van Gogh, I'm sorry, Vincent Van Gogh calling into the uh, clone teen help hotline. This depression was maybe not the best thing that this show could have made a joke out of, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, finally, we're getting like the clones wrestling with. The uh, legendary status and similar troubles of their predecessors, which mm-hmm. I feel like the show has not delved into as much as I would have liked. Right. I feel personally a little disappointed by Cleopatra in particular. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. Cleopatra is a really fascinating figure in history. Uh, and like... The Cleopatra in the show is just kind of like generic popular girl. Right. Well, it's I mean, with with how fascinating Cleopatra is, it's tough to like see them do this. I've been I've I've like worked on projects similar to this of just like looking at people in history and things like that. And it's just like you need there to be a villain. And it's tough to like like the fact that JFK is like the dude villain is great. Like that is that is hilarious. He like the fact that he's like a total jock and all. But like what you need to do in order to really make a villain good is to make them like a shitty person. But then it's like, what do you what do you do there? Do you like make Hitler the bad guy? Because that's not something I want to make jokes about on my MTV Mm -hmm. like comedy show. Like somebody has to get put in that role. And it's 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 a tough tough thread to uh to try and walk i think jfk jfk is kind of funny i think yeah. it's funny oh, no, how yeah. he only ever refers to himself as jfk in the third mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and does that weird voice cadence thing that's like i'm an- jfk i can't even do it it's so bizarre oh, i'm jfk there you yeah. go yeah. well yeah. done ronnie does Damn. that weird you. cadence that's like a wildly exaggerated version of john f kennedy's yeah. slightly odd speaking cadence that's uh that's chris miller show I'm, creator chris miller on that voice i'm a little bummed that jfk and lincoln have not because they're like rivals in this 
they haven't brought up that both of them were assassinated. Well, I they feel bring like up there's the fact that there's some that comedy gold assassinated. There. Did they really? At the beginning of the episode, where they're trying to decide whether or not that he wants to run for class president or whatever. Yeah, there's a he says something. On the wall. He okay. says something like, "I just, I, I have this feeling that I want to live up to my my the real Lincoln, but I don't know what's holding me back." And he kind of like blinks over to a like a a uh, oil painting of Lincoln being shot from behind. Yeah, very graphic painting yeah, of yeah. Lincoln I'm with sure like that blood painted. coming yeah. out of his head. Right, <laughs> I, right, I right. love that every time he holds up a $5 bill, there's a joke. <laughs> it's, yeah. This show's fucking weird, though. Like, we're talking about how good it is. It is bizarre. It is bizarre. And it's, like, it's, it's, the the things that are, like, irksome or cringy are like irksome and cringy in a very 2003 2004 way the things that are weird about it is like this would have been weird this would have been even weirder in 2003 2004 like th- yeah th- this was this was a lot this was a lot for the time i want to bring up again that if you think we're over exaggerating how weird it is marilyn manson does uh a, a singy song about the food pyramid. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> We've brought this up several times. It's, I know that you're really stuck on it. It's but. very bizarre. <laughs> it's very bizarre. The, it's but it, and like the fact that it is actually the human being Marilyn Manson who says, "Yeah, it's not yeah, a this clone is, this will be good for my Manson. brand. This it's will be like, good for my image." Yeah. They, like if Andrew WK had done it, it would have been like, "Oh, that's very Andrew WK." Right. Right. But. No, it was Marilyn Manson, and it's it, it's weird. Gandhi passes out, and Marilyn Manson like hits the floor of like, oh, here's my expert medical recommendation: Marilyn Manson, musician, and also registered doctor. <laughs> it was just, it was. I, I want more of that character. I want more of more of a uh, more of that Marilyn Manson. Hey, Reed. Hey, Brittany. Hey, all of you out there in podcast land. This is What You Call It. A podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of nerdiness. Here's what people are saying about it. Oh, have you heard of the What You Call It? Hey, that, that is my favorite podcast it is right now. so good. It is better than a tater tot hot dish. Well, I can't believe that for a second. You know, it's one of those big Midwest fancy things. A Midwest fancy? Thing? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but okay, yeah, that's but what yeah. it is. <laughs> you're gonna love it, though. Oh, you're have, just gonna love have it. Have you heard Brittany talk about being from California? Oh, have you heard Reed talk about being from the Midwest? Well, I never. And for crying in the soup, for would you just listen to the, the show? Soup. Don't take their word. Take a listen to the show. Yeah, blah, blah. We're the show. And remember, folks. Your belly button is your old mouth. Listen. From LunarLightStudio.com. Oh, we haven't brought up that the principal is like some kind of mad scientist and the vice principal is a robot. Mr. Butlertron. Yeah. Is a beautiful, beautiful boy who should be protected at all costs. He wears a sweater vest, which I love very much. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Butlertron. Uh, yeah, and apparently the, the school is run by some kind of 
secret shadow organization, which refers to itself as, like, the secret shadow organization. I want to know more about this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, like we said, it really leans into, like, this is totally inexplicable. Like, nothing that is happening could ever, ever happen. Like, this is just nonsense, but... It's oh. it's self-aware. It's it's very self-aware. Yes. It is a very healthy mix as far as the jokes go of jokes that are like that land that are timeless that are just like very doesn't matter when you like hear them and also 50% of jokes that you will only get if you like are aware of like 2000s MTV culture or something like that. Yeah. There was another judge on the panel of Marilyn Manson, and I have no idea who it was, but there was a joke about their big old forehead, and I was like, I guess that actress in 2003 had a big forehead? I don't know who they're talking about. I want more cameos from weird historical figures. Like, who have we gotten so far? We've got Genghis Khan, Marie Curie, yeah. Marie Curie Vincent Van Gogh, George Washington Carver. And his weird peanut sidekick that he <laughs> that he clones that also makes testicle jokes because nuts. <laughs> right. Get it. Um we had Paul Revere. We did have Paul Revere. Oh, that was funny. I like that, that was, bit. That was yeah. bizarre but good. <laughs> a literal musical and and you know I'm gonna love a musical number randomly in the middle of this show. In the middle of one episode yeah, of this a- show. After Gandhi is diagnosed with ADD, a musical number breaks out of, like, I guess the school's chorus? I don't know, but about how you can't tell Paul Revere that Gandhi has ADD. And then, of course, Paul Revere finds out and then goes <laughs> riding a horse through the school telling everyone <laughs> that Gandhi has ADD. And they sing a weird song about how it's highly contagious and you can get it from... Toilet seats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very strange. Very I, weird. And then this is a weird Tom, show. Tom Green shows up, which is very late 90s, early 2000. <sighs> it's time to watch some Wild Boys or some Viva La Bam. Yeah. Viva La Bam. <laughs> Well, oh wow! That's Uncle another Vito thing that I see what he thinks about existed. it. You gotta smack yeah. Uncle Phil. Was that his name? <laughs> Uncle Phil and uh, yeah, he called well, his mom. Phil was Eve. just his. Phil was his dad. Okay, Phil and, was uh, his Uncle, dad. Uncle Vito. Uncle Vito. Oh, what are you doing, Bram? What are you? I'm I'm watching my shows. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, Ape was always Bam. What? What is his real name? Bam Margera. Uh, his 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 name cannot be Bam. <laughs> Hold on, we gotta Google this shit right now. I'm this on is it. not I'm the Flintstones. It. The boy's name cannot be Bam. His name is Brandon Cole Margera. Yep. What's he up to right now? Oh, um, I don't, I don't know. know. I kind of want to know. Oh wow, he's. He's a weird-looking dude. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. Philadelphia mm-hmm. loved Bam Margera. I bet they and, did. Yeah. And as someone oh, yeah. who was born and raised on the mean streets of Philly, I had to check in on my boy here. Uh-huh. 
I'm sure that that makes perfect sense to me that Philadelphians would be into Bam Margera. Uh, it looks like Steve-O's doing great, though. Steve-O? Look at Steve-O. Yeah, he looks like a professional good. man. He's got uh, some glasses that make him, you know, look very, very somber da- and very sensible. Very daddy. The, okay, look, I resent that you said that, but I resent <laughs> even more that you're not wrong. He's got his face tattooed on his back. <laughs> I have heard his... recently that Steve-O is, uh, is sober. Yeah. Steve-O has been, been clean sober and sober for a, for a while. Yeah. And, uh, but that has not changed how just, like, weird and Steve-O-like Steve-O is. That Steve-O is exactly the person he was when he was high a lot. Oh, so. Vincent, Uncle Vito went to jail. <laughs> Jimmy Uncle Frickin. Vito's in jail. Uh, I think Ryan Dunn is still dead, which is a shame. Poor one out. <laughs> I want to make, like... How's Johnny Knoxville funny. doing? I don't want to know how Johnny Knoxville is doing. His name isn't Johnny Knoxville? There's no way his name was ever Johnny Knoxville. I feel... No, I did that not. I did not know that his name was Philip Clapp. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what Phillip the fuck? Clapp. You knew that his name I, was not Johnny Knoxville I in the never, same way you knew that Bam was not Bam Margera. Not in my name. heart. Not in my heart. My, adole- my adolescence is crumbling before my eyes. What are we even talking about? We're reviewing We're talking show. about Clone High right now. As it I, exists looking, as an entity of the early 2000s. Real quick, I'm looking at Johnny Knoxville on Google and down below are the people also search for. And Steve-O is trending, and I'm wondering if it's just because the two of us are <laughs> Googling Steve-O. How's Chris Pontius? I don't even know who that is. He was the We're, dude from Wild Boys a, who would put, like, snakes is, on his dick. <laughs> Chris Pontius is his real name, so there's that. <laughs> he was the one. He was the one who's like, nah, I gotta, I gotta do this for Grandpa Pontius. Philip Clapp. stick to it. I'm so mad about that. What is up with this TV show? Yeah, so... Let's, let's let's reel ourselves back in a little bit. So to bring it back to, like, what I was saying earlier and what got us off on this tangent in the first place is I'm not sure if I like this show or if this show just makes me feel like I'm... You know, how old was I in 2003? 12 years old again. <laughs> which mm. is a uh, I do long for that. I do want those days back. Look, uh it's it's a little it's a little bit of a a bittersweet sensation because on the one hand, you know, everyone's a piece of shit when they're 12. But on the mm-hmm. other hand, you didn't have to pay bills. You're a little piece of shit yeah. that didn't have to pay bills and have responsibilities. All you had to do was go to school. Yeah, you could come s- home and watch Jackass, and if your parents came down, you'd change the channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that I ever watched Jackass. I was not that kind of child. But I did watch Whoa, Dexter's Laboratory. shots fired at those kinds of children. <laughs> Where yeah, else, those kinds of children. Where else could you see Christian Pontius put a snake on his dick? You can't put, <laughs> see that on any no other way. show except for me, Wild no Boys. Way. That They have the exclusive on that. Yeah. I think this show is working for me in more than just a nostalgic way. Um, the first episode's kind of like sets things up and doesn't do much else, but the jokes are are funny. They, I mean, they're they're slinging a lot of them at you, so some of them are bound to land. I think it's fairly well done outside of the things that are like, 
Ew, gross. 2003. I love the premise. I just wish it was like a teen paranormal romance novel rather than this weird 2003 MTV comedy. Like, if someone told me that I was going to watch a show with a love triangle between the clones of Abraham Lincoln, Joan of Arc, and Cleopatra, and that JFK was going to be, like, on the side, I'd be all about that shit as, Mm -hmm. as, I don't know. I don't know if this is quite working for me yet. But um, I'm hoping it has potential to. What was great in the first episode was when Abe kisses Cleopatra, the song Standard Lines by Dashboard Confessional starts playing in like a montage. That was rad. <laughs> that I I was so psyched about it because I was like, this is going to be one of those MTV shows like like they talk about on uh, on Wonderful where it's like they just like start randomly p- playing like late 90s alternative rock at random points hasn't really happened again but i'm very much waiting for it that moment was so good and all i wanted later was uh what was that song that was in every show in like 2004 i wish Which you'd one? step back from that ledge my friend do 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 I wish you <laughs> Step back from that ledge, my friend. Do, do, do all the lies and never tell again. That song? Mm-hmm. Right, that one. That one? Like, that was in literally every goddamn yeah. show in 2004? That's Jumper by Third Eye Blind. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for that to show up on this after gotcha. that Dashboard Confessional song. Yeah. Yeah, I want some yellow card, a little Ocean oh, Avenue yeah. in there. Give me some little, yellow card. A little newfound glory. It's all it's all there. It's all there right for the pick in MTV. As far as this show, you know, <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's working. I like I don't I don't quite get it. But uh and like yeah, it has it has plenty of bits where it's not really like woke. Mm-hmm. But um, problematic. Yeah, it's got some problematic elements, but uh, it's so absurdist that it almost feels pointless to critique it because it's just so right. out there. And you know what? Like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of along for the ride. Like, I, I'm not uh, dreading continuing to watch it. I, I'm mm-hmm. sort of curious where it's gonna go and what weirdness it's gonna do. So I'm gonna say it's working. Yeah, I I agree. It's it's when I think about the things that are problematic about it and I think about the shows that are like, you know, adult animation, even of today, even of like the last five years, thinking about like South Park and Family Guy and and shows like that. It's like I would still much rather be watching this show than any of that garbage. South Park's a Um, lot shittier than this. Like, in terms of, like, their humor. Which is, yeah. And, like... Which is, it's it's not a pissing contest of, like, who can be, like, the more woke of the problematic shows. But, that being said, it's it's, it's, it's far and away more fun, at least. Yeah, this is just not as mean-spirited and gross as South Park. It's not a woke show, but it's not, it's not, it's not setting out to be malicious, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Andy, it's not 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 cutting the mustard for you. Uh, speaking of mustard, Brandon 
D. Camillo. <laughs> How's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> he was the guy hey. from Jackass who always poured mustard on himself. I don't think that's true. It is true. I, think- I met him at Wizard World Philadelphia in like 2007. He would always pour mustard on. Yeah, himself? he always had like m- condiments. <laughs> that is a brand. That is a real persona choice. It turns out, Rab him- the- Rab himself's real name isn't Rab himself. <laughs> 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 You're doing that shriek laugh that you do when you think something's really oh. funny. Is Rick Young's real name Rick Young? No, it's not! It's Edward Carl Webb! Why did he Is Chris choose Pontius this? the only one with any sense of, of where he came from? Why did he group? choose the name Rick Young? It's such a weird name, I assumed it was his real name. Oh, man. Talk about the show. Talk about uh, the show, Andy. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's Clone High. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. It's I laughed at some parts. I cringed at some parts. I want more identity crises from the clones mm-hmm. wrestling mm-hmm. with their their destinies. Uh, or I want them to like find out more about their. I want the plot of Superboy from Jeff Johns. Uh, run on Noon Teen Titans. That's all I want from this show. I love clone shit because I love Superboy. So give me that. Or give me like Red Arrow from uh, Young Justice. So The cartoon, not the Gotcha, comic. gotcha. Yeah. So Young Justice is what is what Andy wants from this show. That is not, <laughs> that is not at all related to that in any way, shape, well, or form. it is. There's a lot of clone shit. I want more okay. like, I want more focus on the the identities of the clones as they're grappling with it. I know it's a comedy show, and you can make that funny. I think there's a lot there. Yeah, Fair it's enough. it's uh, it's uh, I'm chuckling. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we will talk more about Clone High next week, and maybe um, some more Nickelodeon or uh, and maybe Jackass more- <laughs> content. This was a weird episode. <laughs> yeah, we we really uh. We stuck with the conceit of the show we were reviewing. This is an absurdist right. episode. Yeah. That just is is exists as a reference unto itself. Uh-huh. Everyone um, think about think about the early two thousands. Call them up in your mind. Just ruminate on them for a while. Back before yeah. Think about how you thought and how you felt way back then. Back before the end of Game of Thrones. Back mm-hmm. before back when the internet still made the Noise. There was like hamster dance. Mm-hmm. Crazy frog. Mm. Remember when everyone had that ringtone? Yeah. What was that game everyone played? Was it Adventure Quest? Was that the name of it? Oh no, you're talking RuneScape? No, I wasn't I wasn't hard into RuneScape, but there was one was it called Adventure Quest? I tried to get into RuneScape, it was too much work. EverQuest? EverQuest doesn't sound right. EverQuest was another MMORPG. Hold on, let me Google EverQuest. Maybe that is it. it I mean, it looks very generic, like fantasy. No, when I see it. No, not EverQuest. Adventure Quest? Did I just dream this game into existence? Was it like, like a single player? I was right. Nope, it was Adventure Quest. 
Adventure uh, Quest was the game I was into. I'm getting... There's so much Googling in this episode. <laughs> there is. It's like this weird anime 2D style art, and you could, like, Gosh, get armor no. and swords, and you fought monsters. Yeah, I know exactly what this is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I, this Back is, in, like, oh, 2004, is, that was my This jam. is, like, some... This is, like, some... Both from animation standpoint and from, like, interface... This is some very Neopets action. This is, this feels very Neopets. Oh yeah, RuneScape was too much work, so I played Adventure Quest. All my friends had pain RuneScapes, RuneScape accounts. So much like in real life, they would just go to the areas that I was not allowed to follow them and hang out without me. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. So anyway, we weren't, we weren't friends yet, Ronnie. That's why we weren't. We were not. No, no. no you you were not hiding from me in the. The mountain dragon horde or anything like that. No. Um, so, speaking about people who probably were, weren't were really my friends, let's talk about some people who are definitely our friends and talk about some other shows on the Lunar Light Studio Network. Artificial talk Ghost Radio. Artificial Ghost Radio. It's a comedy podcast where every week the hosts Miles and Mars recommend each other songs and see where the conversation takes them. Each episode has a theme, and the first two songs the host brings relate to that theme. It's good shit. There's also, we haven't think we brought up Trans Questioning yet. Yeah, they trans just questioning the is a new show. Yeah, a show about what it means to be transgender. Every week, Sarah Zedig talks about her transition, the news, and the answers from listeners. The show frequently features guests with the goal of showing that trans and non-binary people all have different stories and that there is no right way to be trans. It's real good. Yeah. I was not aware of it, but now I am. Thanks, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, we are adding shows at an alarming rate. Uh, alarming Don't for say us. say it like that. <laughs> well, I mean, alarming for people who, like, like, I need to keep up with it, but, like, fantastic for all the content consumers who, you know, maybe, there, maybe now there's more shows on the network that suit your fancy. And real talk, we got a Discord. Come hang out with us on it. We're there. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're hanging out. We're dropping memes. We're, you know, doing all the fun stuff. It's an adventure. It's an adventure quest. It is. Come talk to me about circa 2003 jackass properties. <laughs> I have to say properties because there was Viva La Bam, there was Wild Boys, and there was Jackass. And then Bad Grandpa's associated in there somewhere, yeah. too. The whole Jackass media movie empire. It is. They just yeah. Jack, and I yeah. for forgot that it existed. Don't forget all the point fives, and they really paved the way for Nitro Circus. Yeah. <sighs> you can follow us on Twitter at Bending Pod. You can Bike follow Tommy us. Doing? <laughs> I wouldn't know. You can follow us on Facebook at Pending Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Ending Pending. Send us an email. Uh, about your favorite jackass moments, pendingpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Street Bike Tommy has a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> should I like it? <laughs> you you should like it, but just make sure you don't share it because you'll you'll be you'll be telling Pawn Shop Lou, and we can't get Pawn Shop Lou back into that life. Don't don't tell Pawn Shop Lou about it. That is me <sighs> formally ending this episode. <laughs> he got invited to the White House? Why is he in the White House? 
Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. 